Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals, cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. <laughs> well, here, here we go. We're back again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Kind of a joy to get back on, on track. So obviously today we are doing the same genre of principles of magic, but looking at (laughs) vibration. So we will talk more of that after we kind of chat about where we've been for the last week. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that for me, it's been uh, very interesting. I've had some ups and downs uh, with situations, um, People coming to my door saying that, you know, they're doing a census, my not sure if they're real, actually finding out they were real, but in the meantime, freaking out. That was very exciting. Deb even came and (laughs) I called her to kind of help out on a magical way. But um, most of it has been, you know, just getting through the week. And I think my excitement really after the census lady was – we wound up going to a place called War Eagle Cavern. And in this area, you have, you know, I mean, there are a lot of mm. caves and caverns, and some of them are public um, parks and others are private. This one's private. And it was interesting. We, you know, walked into this cave and talked about bats and bat guano and, you know, all kinds of stuff and, you know, really <laughs> had a good time. Um, and then there was a, a they had a maze, but it was built like fences to actually make it a maze. And so I let everybody mm. else run around in the maze. I just, you know, sat there because it was, it was fun walking and going into the cave, but, you know, it was a long walk. Was it a, yes, was it a corn, was it a corn maze? Like, no, you know, corn no, field? it was basically, oh, okay. it was just a lot of planks. They've done like literally walls of um, wood like a fence. So they had made a maze in a, with fences inside and they had okay. it as the okay. five lost Indian tribes and you had to go and punch your car mm. at each one. It wasn't necessarily that you got anything really. It was just a, a game for the, you know, the kids to play if they wanted to. And of course you're always a kid. So all of the adults did it too. And um, then they had this weird shack, two little shacks that they were together mm-hmm. because you know, they made moonshine here, and they made moonshine in the in the cave, too. So um, it was a big thing to promote, but 
they had these shacks and they deliberately did them like off off kilter and tilted and everything. So when you walked in, you were kind of like, you didn't know if you were going to fall over or something because of the way the floors were and the way that different mm-hmm. things were. And, you know, it was, again, it was a, it was perceptual kind of, I sat there afterwards. I was going, that's kind of like how we do our, you know, our life. I was looking at it as not just an experience, <laughs> but uh, a metaphor um, in terms of that. So it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I, mm-hmm. you know, realized that, we took, my daughter and I, when she first met the gentleman she's married to, into, we took all his kids. He had three at the t- at the time, of course. Now he has the fourth one. It's my granddaughter. And um, we went to all the caves in the area. Well, my granddaughter has not done that. So now we're going to go back and do oh. all the caves over again. <laughs> so that, oh, because, yeah. oh, you know, sweet. she's going to experience them. So yeah. I'm on a quest now for all the caves that we have gone through so we can... <laughs> take weekends and, and go run around in, in all of them. What was your week like? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just want to comment that corn mazes just kind of freaked me out a little. Um, mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. I've gone into like not a maze but a field of corn and because it's so tall and you can't see which way you're going unless there's some, maybe with the night sky you could, um, or the position of the sun or something. But beyond that, it's like sometimes it can be a little freaky because you can't see where where to get out unless you were paying yeah. attention to how you went in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Well, I've, yeah, they, they... I've, um, oh, yeah, no, so they do freak me out a little bit. But anyway, I've been a little sick much of the week, um, kind of like with a um, head and like upper respiratory thing, but mm-hmm. I am starting to feel better now. Um, although my vibration level is probably a little lower than usual. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> at the beginning of this last week, um, it was kind of back to school for my grandkids. So there was a lot of um, activity regarding that transition. Um, mm-hmm. All the night owls were painfully shifting over <laughs> to the early morning hours. Um, yeah. With school beginning, um, but this um, there's been like a lot of different things going on um, with me, um, and even with being a little bit sick, I didn't let it slow me down too much. Um, this past Thursday, me and my sister Sharon, we spent some time um, at the local metaphysical shop uh, with uh, Crystal and Kyle, who own altered state of mind here in Milwaukee and they wanted us to just kind of do like an informal class with them um, teaching them how to do uh, Wiccan rituals and so we um, were there for a couple of hours talking about all different types of um, Wiccan rituals and um, how to set that up and uh, kind of you know deconstructing and reconstructing rituals and um, partial brainstorming and you know, networking or sharing ideas and stuff like that. So um, so that was fun. And then we got the idea while we were sitting there to start a monthly topic group there for, um, for Wiccans, witches, and other magical practitioners. And so we'll, like, choose one topic each month and just, you know, meet there for a couple of hours and, you know, drink tea or coffee or whatever and, and talk about our th- thoughts on it. And, 
So I'm looking forward to that. We're going to start that in October, so that should be fun. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, what else is it? Oh, I have to mention my my daughter-in-law, Tabitha. She has a um, – her and my son have a greenhouse, and so they have like a lot – they sell flowers and, and flower um, bouquets and different flower combinations. Anyway, she came up with the idea of making, um, like, uh, the floral head wreaths. And I had been looking like, okay, so we have, like, the biggest Irish festival ever was here last month. It's, it's here every year. And I looked around all over the place at that festival for a decent head wreath. And I I found one, and it was it wasn't what I thought it would be, um, but she, so I gave her the idea. Anyway, she started making some, and um, there was a wildflower festival down at the lakefront um, this past Saturday, and she sold some of them down there, but she gave me the very first one she made, <laughs> and I was so honored oh, because cool. they're really cool. Like, they um, harvested the vines from uh, from their land and um, created like a crown and then they wove the flowers into them and it's pretty awesome (laughs) and then i just have to mention one more thing is there's also our uh pagan pride fest happened this past saturday and although i decided not to do any vending there or readings but i did teach a workshop there uh, about working with spirits and so i did that with my sister sharon and that was fun we um had a uh, a few people in there that were very excited about it, and we had um, just talking about the basic ways of connecting with spirit, and um, and yeah, that was um, that was a neat neat class. I was I was happy to do that one, um, and then I was going to go down to the wildflower uh, wildflower festival after that, but I kind of ran out of steam. <laughs> I was just like, no, I just came home then and vegged yeah. out. <laughs> So, yeah. oh, and then one more thing I wanted to mention is that I was so sad to hear that um, we've had, like, the there's a church. It's called the First Spiritualist Church of West Dallas in Milwaukee, and it had been in existence for over 100 years. It opened up in 1920, and it closed this past August, and I just found out about that. Um, so it's kind of sad because I've met a lot of wonderful healers and mediums there over the years. And so uh, I'm very sorry to see that one go. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty well, much how my, my week went. <laughs> sounds like we both have had, you know, the, it's been, well, I mean, we know what the energies <laughs> of the astrology is, but it sounds like it's just been a general um kind of up and down but not necessarily totally dramatic but enough that it takes you a little off and you have to kind of mm-hmm. get back on and ride forward so which again actually mm-hmm. if you think about that you know vibration our topic is is about mm-hmm. periodic motion of you know we'll we'll talk about the, the actual <laughs> definition and then we go to our spiritual side so, you know mm-hmm. periodic motion of particles um, of an elastic body or medium alternating opposite opposite directions and directions of positions for equilibrium mm-hmm. when one position is of equilibrium then it moves to is displaced another position so it's a back and forth motion 
you know, the, the back and forth mm-hmm. concepts. And um, with the idea that vibration is basically you take that and you go to spirit, it's a state of being the atmosphere or the energetic quality of a person, place, thought, or thing. Like you feel something. It, it feels like this or it feels like that. And you, you get a sense. So you're, you're actually experiencing mm-hmm. a vibration. And it, it can be one like very rhythmic. It can be very staccato. It can be, you know, <laughs> it can have a certain heat um, in terms of that. And it's interesting because when you start thinking about what spirit itself, you know, like, well, there's spiritual energy. Well, yes, mm-hmm. vibrational energy manifests <laughs> this unseen force that drives mm-hmm. all physical matter and, and, you know, to different with regards to different frequencies. So basically what we're looking at here is how do we take this vibration of energy and work with it to create something that we're looking to do or within ourselves how to rebalance just like both of us had experiences Mm -hmm. where vibration (laughs) was out of kilter out of whack and it we had Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't comfortable for one reason or another and Mm -hmm. i think that you know we can talk about you know the idea of that and i want to ask you what do you see you know, vibration and spiritual vibration as. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, well, my thoughts <clears throat> are that we and everything else in the universe are here as part of or because of like a higher consciousness. And this higher consciousness, I believe, is like a unifying principle that connects everything. Um, and you might think of this universal connection as like the web of life or the flow of energy that animates everything and everyone. And so um, like working with vibration, um, when you work with vibration on a, you know, this vibration on a spiritual level, it really opens your eyes to a world where everything is alive with spirit. Um, everything vibrates with their own unique form of spirit. And then we begin to see how all interconnected we truly are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with a lot of us, um, especially people that are, that I end up seeing like when I'm at the you know, local metaphysical shop, um, I think that this interconnectedness can manifest in a lot of us as like a deep yearning for like wholeness and unity. And so I think there's a lot of spiritual uh, teachers out there um, that are searching for that, that vibration where they feel that they're a part of something bigger than themselves. Um, Especially like in recent times where um, just society in general seems to be kind of more fragmented um, and I think people are a little more isolated than they used to be. Um, and so I think that when we, tr- when we try to tap into the vibration of others, we can sense like the walls between us. We can sense them dissolving. Um, and that's where we kind of go beyond um, what, like the physical suit that each of us wears. 
and then we start to sense their energetic vibration of each other, like spirit to spirit. Um, and <laughs> with us humans, um, I think that we might we might be the only beings who actually have thoughts about their thoughts. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. this, can be, <laughs> this can be a helpful tool if we're able to catch ourselves, like in the act of um, things that lower our vibration, like negative self-talk. Um, and then we can kind of change course and elevate our vibration. Um, but it can also kind of go the other way sometimes where we create like a feedback loop from hell. I think that happens when we start having feelings um, about our feelings sometimes. Like mm-hmm. we might have feelings of anxiety about confronting someone or speaking our mind, and then we start to get anxious about being anxious. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. kind of goes into a deep spiral. Or we might okay. feel angry um, about something, but then maybe we start getting pissed off at ourselves for getting angry. <laughs> Um, or you, you might feel sad and depressed and then get more sad and depressed because you're thinking about how, you know, the sad and depressed thoughts that you're having. And so um, I saw this little quote, and I don't know where it came from, but I kind of liked it. it. It says, what we vibe becomes our tribe. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I kind of like that because it's, you know, kind of goes along with that law of attraction. Um but I think there's like so much more to it. Um, Cause I think we can change our vibrational frequency by changing our thoughts and also by changing our feelings and emotions. Um, really the most effective way is to um, influence your vibrational frequency is by changing your emotional state. And that might sound like, like you're not being genuine, to, you know, to some folks. Um, like, you know, I want, I want to be true to myself. I want to be who I am or what I'm feeling. But it's like our emotions are just a part of ourselves. And they're almost like a barometer where I, I believe like when we have um, good feelings, then it's a clue that we're, we're on the right track, that this is something that's, that's good, that makes us happy. And and we feel, you know, we feel good. Um, but then we might go along a different track where, you know, we start getting, like, um, bad feelings or, you know, um, you know, like I was talking about before where you're, maybe you're anxious and you start thinking about being anxious and then pretty soon you become more anxious because you're thinking about being anxious. And so it that can be, like, a whole um, downward spiral. And so we, right. we do have, you know, we do have control over, what we put our energy into. And so I, I'm i not going to say that we, you know, we'll never get angry or we'll never get disappointed or whatever because those things do happen. Um, but the thing is, is that, like, what we do with it afterwards. And so, um, so when I choose to feel happy, I can create an energy vibration that's in harmony with happy feelings. Um, and then when I do this, surprise, you know, I attract more people, you know, situations and, and, and opportunities that bring happiness my way. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, funny, well, and, you, you know, know and it sounds ultra simple, but it, yeah, it really, it really, it really works. <laughs> well, of course, and, you know, one of the things that you can look at 
is, and it's a really good barometer, is your breathing. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh. we, when we get emotional mm-hmm. and we get tense, we do shallow breathing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. and I'm not saying that we have to do you know, intense belly breathing and, you know, hyperventilate. <laughs> it's just you have mm-hmm. a, a moment where you're kind of, you're just like, it's all, and that's why we start getting more mm-hmm. anxious because it's all in the upper part and we don't go into the full length of a deep breath. And so interesting mm-hmm. um, when I was going through what I kind of mentioned briefly um, mm-hmm. uh, that I talked to you about and the census lady one of my friends here, um, I basically, she says, okay, now take a deep breath. And I mean, I know this. My head knows this. I've trained like this. But as soon as she said <laughs> mm-hmm. that, it was like I took a deep breath, and then I took another mm-hmm. deep breath, and that <laughs> changed that vibration from that mm-hmm. anxious mm-hmm. fear base to looking mm-hmm. at things in a bigger way. And I think that's a pivotal thing. That's another reason why people say, go for a walk. You know, one of the mm-hmm. things I used to do when I was working at corporate environment where I was an events coordinator and that, mm-hmm. if anyone has ever done that, understands that there's all kinds of glitches. And I would take my five, my minute, my five minute break and they had a huge parking mm-hmm. lot. And so I would put my, you know, now this tells you how long ago, I put my headset on my DVD player and I would literally walk all the way around this huge parking lot, do breathing and listen to this music. And it was very, you know, for me, it was a very mm-hmm. Celtic melodic music. And so I was really into that oh. and it would change. So, you know, there, there are immediate things you need to consistently look at, especially, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk more about the, you know, the more magical side after the break, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's about changing right. that process, just like you talked about, changing it, moving it, mm-hmm. taking a breath, um, doing mm-hmm. something and shifting just that mm-hmm. perception because, yes, our feelings and emotions are Mm -hmm. part of the driving force but our rhythms that we can tap into just Mm -hmm. like why people go to the ocean you know where there's an ocean Mm. that they go to because that Mm -hmm. back and forth movement of the waves is very calming um unless of course you're in a storm and then it's not but um Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It does do that. So I think the other parts of vibration is to find ways to shift the staccato vibration to a rhythmic, more, you know, even, mm-hmm. and then you can change mm-hmm. your emotions and work from that just, you know, like rather than, and of course, that self-talk and kind of spiral down mm-hmm. and kind of ease it out. So, um <laughs> Mm-hmm. I see, you know, a lot of, of that being uh, physically what we can do and, you know, then mentally and emotionally because our body is the densest part of all of the, mm-hmm. the energy patterns that we have. And it will, um, it can ground us, but it can also stagnate us. So, you know, we have to change ways. I think that's another reason why people, I mean, gyms are great to go to to gain Mm-hmm. all kinds of different things, but um, the movement is what we're looking at. So, mm-hmm. I see. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, 
there's um there's still so much we don't really understand about um the vibration of um consciousness and mm-hmm. I think that uh an interesting thing also occurs when um just scientifically when uh different vibrating things um or processes come into proximity with each other, they'll often start after a little time to vibrate together at the same frequency. Mm-hmm. So they kind of mm-hmm. sync up. Um, sometimes that can seem kind of mysterious, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, um, <laughs> but even, um, I think, oh, here it is. I know that that's called like an actual scientific phenomena of spontaneous self-organization. And I don't mean to sound very dry or anything like that, but thought, just looking at that concept and wondering, like, um, not to oversimplify, but, like, when people talk about, like, the law of attraction sort of stuff, that is one layer of it. And it's when you do, have care, you know, elevate your vibration and that's what you're kind of putting out to the world, um, that that is what you attract. And so that's... Um, I think that that's just a really, really important part of that. And um, as as you move forward into whatever it is that you're doing, is that, you know, mm-hmm. try to do it, you know, try to raise your vibration, you know, visualize where you want to be and just start taking actions. And lots of times that's, you know, that is where you all end up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rather yeah. than looking at lack, it's like, I don't have this or I'm not that, you know, um, that can get, you know, that can be right there is enough to, you know, to operate, you know, um, operate in reverse, I would say, like the backward law, (laughs) where, you know, the more you um, want um, prosperity or you want finances, just the act of, like, doing that lots of times is saying, it's because I lack and then you're putting the lack out there. So it's, it's kind of um, a finely tuned energy. I would say. focusing <laughs> on that process. Um, it's funny because you were talking about attraction, law of attraction. And, you know, part of the thing mm-hmm. is mindfulness and uh, we spiral. And I know we're almost at a point where we're supposed to stop for our, our commercial break, but that's mm-hmm. part of, I think the mindfulness is part of mm-hmm. how we get to the magical side. And mm-hmm. um, I think that when we get to our second half, we'll be able to uh, be more uh, intimate with the concepts of what we're talking <laughs> about uh, in oh, terms yeah. of that. So, you know, mm-hmm. at the moment, um, and I know, Deb, <laughs> you're going to lead off when we come back. So I'm, you know, kind of mm-hmm. handing it over to the powers that be for our, Uh, break and our commercial and we will be back in a moment sounds good you're listening to the witch the priestess and the cauldron a radio podcast on the lmc radio network stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC. 
are listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Contraman, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays 4 to 5.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain in syndication, Tuesdays, the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay in syndication Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. We All are right. back. Yep. <laughs> so I want to expand, like, on um, talking about um, this magical principle of vibration. Um, and there's, like, a few different things that come up um, right away for me when I start thinking about that. Is um, I know as a witch and a spirit worker, some of my biggest challenges have been uh, dealing with self-doubt, fear, and ego, especially when I uh, started out doing psychic or mediumistic work. Um, So I think a major part of the path for anyone who is doing that sort of work is to uh, learn how to put yourself, doubt, and fears aside. And it's like getting our inner demons, um, or maybe I should call them lower vibration demons, to settle down and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's um well I feel like um when I get um into any kind of a fear like one of my fears has been public speaking and another fear is that um that little nagging voice in the back of my head that will start saying like what if I'm wrong they're gonna know <laughs> you know like that whole imposter syndrome and you know, that sort of stuff is both like fear and ego related. And what I have to do is like rein that back in and just tap into um, the, like the super ego when I'm doing that sort of work. And so the ego really has no place in it because I'm neither greater or lesser than the next person. And I might, you know, know more about the occult um, but nobody's right all the time, and everybody is wrong sometimes. And um, the key, like, I think is having an open mind and, um, you know, taking delight in the fact that we don't know everything, and um, which is, can be very wonderful, you know. And when I do know things, like on a psychic level or in spirit communication, um, I have to remember that that info that's coming to me or that feeling of knowing is actually coming to me from what I believe is like a higher source. And then I'm just like the recipient passing it along. And so um, I think in in this type of work where we're connecting um, to the vibration of our higher self or our super ego, 
when we're doing uh, psychic or intuitive work and, and working with spirits, um, then keeping the vibration of our egos in check is vital, and it kind of becomes a lifelong process. Um, and also, um, when I do slip into that, um, where I'm thinking, um, like the whole ego thing is where I start thinking about, well, how do I sound? You know, that, that shouldn't be my focus at all. <laughs> you know, that automatically draws me out of the space of helping somebody else and, um, and out of the space of just allowing information to flow. And so it, that whole ego thing is kind of a sneaky vibration. It's like I might start out wanting to help someone, and then somewhere in the back of my head, ego will start vibrating, worry about, you know, how do I sound uh, or whatever. And then whatever I was doing, it becomes about me. And that totally destroys the vibration of channeling spirit or getting in touch with, you know, any kind of psychic or intuitive information, which would be for the good of the other person. And so I usually start out like any any work that I'm doing for somebody else or any divination. I I might not do it out loud, but I always say like some form of prayer, you know, that whatever comes through to me be for the highest good of this person. And um, yeah, so basically what I'm trying to say is like ego can be, ego and fear are both totally higher vibrational killers. <laughs> and so um, that's something like in this type of work, we just need to know uh, when it's activated in us. And then sometimes being around another person who is in ego can activate our own egos. Um, and so um, also like just keeping my own ego in check is the best way for me to develop like that whole vibration of um, authentic self-worth. And so um, I think that, um, I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do besides um, watching, like I always think of it as like, what are we feeding our our souls? Like, are we feeding, am I feeding my spirit or my soul um, negative self-talk or am I feeding it, um, you know, um, kind of like downward energy emotions? You know, because then if I am, um, sometimes I might not realize it and slip into it, but once I realize it, I have a choice, like I can do something different. And so, um, so all of the stuff having to do with vibration is very connected to any of the spell casting or divinations or working with spirits um, that I do. And um, just kind of talking about like some of the um, things that I um, do that have significant vibrations are um, working with deity. Like I have um, worked with... Um, a couple of different deities. Um, the one that I work with the most is, and um, in the past I used to work with Bridget, and they both have very, very different vibrations about them. Like I worked with um, Bridget mostly when I was younger, and I still do on occasions at times, especially when I'm writing, um, because for me she also kind of acts as a muse. And I used to write a lot of poetry when when I was younger, and she's um, the goddess of smithing fire, healing, and poetry. So when I would connect with Bridget, it felt like I was like, um, like, like it felt like a vast field of light and creative fire. 
uh, not the fire that burns, but more like the elemental fire burning away all but the an image painted in beautiful words, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like a fire burning in the heart. But with Hikate, she really has many aspects to her, and so kind of depending on the form evoked, um, because she has many epithets, um, and so like I'll use like different epithets when calling upon her. Um, just for example. Um, Hikate um, Brimo is the angry or terrifying form who is called on for justice and revenge. I I think I maybe called upon that form of Hikate once. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, another one is Hikate uh, which means teacher. Um, and so I call upon that one frequently. Um, because she um, she will help you with a magical knowledge. And so um, during divination or um, spell casting, I might call on that form of her. Um, and then there's, um, well, I always recommend for anyone who hasn't worked with Hecate before is to call on Hecate Propolos, which is a friend, ally, or guardian. And so if you want to make an alliance with her, that's a, a wonderful form to call on. And so, um, so you know, her energy vibrates it, depending on what form she, and how she's evoked. Um, and so um, those energies are really quite different. Um, but her, I would say Hecate's energy definitely feels weightier uh, than Bridget's. It feels heavier and more pervasive than Bridget's, and I guess I'd say if Bridget's is, is like a, a vast field of light and creative fire, then to me, Hecate feels more like the expanse of night, um, mm-hmm. like a dark sky filled with stars. Um, but I always have the feeling with her that I'm only able to sense a little of her, because I feel like that too to see or sense that much more would be like too much. And um and, and I and I believe that might be the reason that she has so many forms. Um because the energy and vibration of some greater spirits like archangels and some deities, I think they would just be too overwhelming. And so lots of times um what I've been told is that the greater um spirits like that operate as sort of like uh, hive beings. And so where you only work with like one aspect of them. Um, mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so she's she's been one of my favorite ones that I've worked with um, over time. And um, yeah, she's, have you um, had any experiences like that? With Hikate? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It was. Um, it's interesting you were talking about that, and my mind was going, and I'm thinking. I think of, well, Hakate or the archangels. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a de- a, like a faceted diamond, and you can only mm. see. You know, when you look at the diamond, you see this beautiful <laughs> thing that has all these facets. But when you really go mm-hmm. to look at it, you can only see one facet. 
maybe two at a time. You really have, mm-hmm. you know, that that lens. But with Kate, um, she called on me at a very well a long time ago, and the two women that I worked with as a triad and what what we did made it very interesting because, you know, when you work, you grow and you start out in one area and you kind of find yourself going through your own personal stuff. And then, you know, the, the deity or deities that you work with move and, and, and change, but that's what we're talking about here with vibration. It's like, Mm-hmm. The shifts and changes of the vibration. And Hakate is, um, there's the dark side, the, the, and when I say the dark side, there is the, the, mm-hmm. the fury side, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, as <laughs> you pointed out, you, you may call on it once, but there's a lot of that, and you kind of, <laughs> whoopsie. But, um, we used to, we, we, she made us, a, a reference point to connect with her in a temple that mm-hmm. we cre- we would go to and of that she would come in her varying forms. Sometimes it was the patron, the, the, the guardian because we were dealing with certain things or she would come in another form as a teacher because we were in need mm. of that. Or And now I go there on my own um, and talk and, and, and work with her and utilize her for the things that I choose. So, you know, magically it's, um, I've learned, I don't want to say shortcuts, but shorthand versions Mm -hmm. on how to get into that space when it's needed. Mm -hmm. Like we're in the middle of a crisis with a client or a crisis with myself um, or mm-hmm. family member. And so I'll immediately, you know, ground and center and then go to the space that we have arranged to go from this world to the other world and then mm-hmm. make my way into the temple and communicate, you know. And it's that works, but you have, again, you have the, the sense of where you are and you're saying, well, I can't do this or it's, it's my mm-hmm. ego. I've, I basically, as soon as I drop down into the world where we're, we're to go to the temple, the ego stays. It, it kind <laughs> of like it, it, it's like a filter that, you know, like you mm-hmm. have coffee and you put coffee oh, filter yeah. and you put your coffee grounds and that filter, mm-hmm. co- you know, brings out the, the the water comes through and the coffee is utilized, but the, you don't get the grounds. Mm-hmm. That's the grounds are your <laughs> ego. At least, I mean, mm-hmm. you obviously know I love coffee because I'm using <laughs> that as an example. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the elixir of the well, Yeah, you said something kind of important that is very simple and sometimes i i forget to even think about that because i do it so automatically but something as far as vibration and energy goes that you mentioned that's so vital is the the grounding and centering of your energy um especially when we're doing the type of work that we do um i think that that is is so important i know when i was younger and i started um 
to do readings and uh, other types of spiritual work um, for people, I didn't, I would forget to, to ground. I would forget to do the centering and stuff like that. And what I found was after a while, I really, um, I felt very, very uncentered, very ungrounded. And by that, mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like really spacey. <laughs> and yeah. I almost felt like I was yeah. outside of my body sometimes. And I was just like, holy moly. I, <laughs> you know, and that after that experience, I had to actually back off from doing the work for a while. But then mm-hmm. when I started doing it again, it's like, yeah, front and center, you know, grounding and centering, yeah, that was vital. And it's, you know, I think that when um, we're not used to doing that, it's easy to forget, you know, because you don't re- yeah. realize how important it is. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, when I do ground and center, the you know, there are certain things that, well, if you're doing this for yourself, you're going to ask, you know, what what is it? Why why do I want what I want? You know, why is it I want mm-hmm. this? Okay, whatever it is we're, you know, you're going for. If it's for mm-hmm. a client, that's the other part of it. It's why do you want this? And mm-hmm. that's one of the questions that I will ask my client. You know, I'll ask them to explain what they are, what they want out of this reading. What is mm-hmm. it they want? Because then mm-hmm. you get a definition. Again, that mm-hmm. that takes the vibration into a focus point, and then oh, yeah. you can start focusing on, i.e., the you know because I do cards, the cards and the vibration of those mm-hmm. cards, and then you you kind of watch them come together, and then suddenly what you become is your soul, your spirit, your higher self, whatever you're going to name it, mm-hmm. is connect mm-hmm. with that higher vibration, so that what you can do is speak that process in Mm -hmm. the way you, you know, to help them, or if it's with yourself, you, you know, you do your, your um, centering and then you, you go to that vibration and you get the Mm -hmm. information um, because you've dropped away from your own fear and you've worked Mm -hmm. them into a space that, you can part the waves a bit, not like the Red Sea mm-hmm. where there's a huge way difference, <laughs> but enough that you can get the space to bring that vibration up. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, practical things like this are important when you're doing mm-hmm. the work, oh, whatever yeah. that work is. Right. Right. Um, I I think that yeah. is really important. And that's a, a, a good point. Like just bringing, because bringing things into focus, I I guess by asking a simple question at the beginning, you know what what is it that you're seeking? What you know? Why are you getting the reading today? What's going on? And so, um, yeah, because otherwise I've I've done some readings where somebody doesn't want to stay right away, and so they're <laughs> they're kind of all over the place. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I just want a general reading, but you know. And so then when you ask for a general reading. You usually get very general information, and so that yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a lot of times people want why they say general most of the time mm-hmm. is because they really <laughs> don't want specifics. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, think yeah. about that. Yep. I don't want a specific information because then I will know 
specifically about something that I'm not sure I really want that mm-hmm. particular mm-hmm. answer. You know, mm-hmm. Kind of like driving around and around in a circle without getting to your destination. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well, so, good. <laughs> you know, no, it isn't good. But um, you're you're on track with you know the mm-hmm. principles that you're utilizing. Obviously, mm-hmm. in our discussion, I really think they're very, you know, a, because we do it personally, we can talk mm-hmm. about it personally. You know, we do magic, mm-hmm. we do um, spells, we do these things. And, you know, when mm-hmm. I know I'm not centered and I'm all over the place, <laughs> then I have to find a way to work that energy off so I can be mm-hmm focused and you know a lot of times there are different tools to do that and and a lot of them are very Mm -hmm. practical like you know Mm -hmm. walking from your bathroom to your kitchen and you know making something that you feel can help you you know uh, (laughs) energize sometimes it's coffee sometimes Mm -hmm. it's water sometimes it's (laughs) you know, a mini sandwich. It's something that you get your, because then you put yourself, you bring your energy back into the physical and then you can go Mm -hmm. back up again because you're all over the place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think with, um, well, just, you know, when we are doing that type of work, um, we're going to kind of like to the extremes, you know, so I'm one extreme and we're going, you know, um, we're tapping into our higher self or quantum field um, or the void, whatever you want to call it, and where we can um, connect, you know, to that web of information and and get the information we seek. And, um, you know, whether it's through meditation or if you do it just, you know, um, I know I have like a, a little thing that I'll do at the beginning of reading sometimes where, I'll either, you know, ground and center, and then I'll touch um, my forehead, the center of my forehead, like kind of as a magical trigger to kind of like turn on um, my um, my way of seeing um, or sensing. Um, and so, um, and so that's like the one extreme, like where you're tapping into something greater or outside of yourself and getting information or guidance, and then. The other extreme is pulling it back in and doing the, the grounding and centering. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all dealing with all different types, you know, of vibration. Um, I was just thinking, like, <laughs> um, just about crystals and gemstones and stuff like that. And um, maybe because I have my uh, tiger's eye <laughs> in front of me. But <laughs> the tiger's eye, you know, it's... Uh, um, I really, I really, that's one of my favorites. It's, um, I like to use it for enhancing psychic vision. I love the vibration of it. Like I will light a black candle to focus on and then place the tiger's eye next to it. Um, and it's a palm stone or uh, a worry stone, I would say. So, um, and it's made out of tiger's eye. And I feel like I connect uh, to this stone more directly it's, if I hold it and then uh, rub it in my in my hand um but i'll also use it for courage um mm-hmm. sometimes i have um or sometimes i'll wear i have a tiger's eye necklace um 
Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll dress the tip of it with a little bit of crucible of courage oil, <laughs> and then I'll wear it whenever I need like extra confidence. Um, but I think that you know inanimate objects, although they're not you know up and running around, you know they're not moving. They actually do carry that vibration, and some of you know some stones and crystals are are so ancient and have such raw beautiful vibrations to them that I I love just using them as an addition to any kind of uh magical or psychic work that I'm doing. Do you have like any favorite um crystals? Honey. Oh, uh, yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there are several, but you know, there are a couple of things that I I have. I I'm constantly wearing mm-hmm. a sunstone and um, spectralite, they're my rings mm-hmm. um, that I wear. I think the only time they get taken off literally is when I get a massage. <laughs> um, and, you know, to me, they're, the other one I don't wear because it's it's not quite as resilient, you know, mm-hmm. is uh, the selenite. So, I, you know, I have a selenite oh, yeah. tower. I have, you know, one that I utilize um, for... Mm-hmm. Uh, Keeping my energies clear and high, especially it's in my office, so you know, especially around readings and and what what's going on. But you know, it is um, is selenite like a self cleansing crystal? Yes, that's why. Is that, okay, that's why I like it. Yes, it is. A I wasn't sure. Okay, and you know, so there's there's um, a lot of vibrations that I. I tend to go with, but I think the funny part of all of this is that um, <laughs> recently I've been, you know, just drawn to selenite. I just and we went to the cavern, mm-hmm. this cavern, and they had a, you know, they have a gift store, of course. And I found mm-hmm. this beautiful <laughs> selenite tower, and I'm like, oh, I've got to have that. Oh. It's only nine dollars. Oh my god, <laughs> you know. Oh. And um, I I put it, you know, in my home, and then. Mm-hmm. Literally, there are these, you know, other things because my family worked with, you know, the Reikian energy. Mm-hmm. And so they've got a lot of orgone oh. generators that they have made in acrylic um, of different things, patterns like pyramids and, you know, spheres mm-hmm. and things. And, and basically they have the, the um, copper spiral that is the orgone generator and then they have the stones. So... Um, now, what, what is that orgone? Orgone yeah, is, orgon is life force. Mm-hmm. That's life force energy. Basically, orgone oh. energy is life force. So we would translate oh. it into prana, you know, mana. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> way that it was set up is that it's the when you breathe out and you breathe in, you're breathing the orgone energy in because it's part oh. of that life force and that's why when you talk about deep breathing, again, that's a vibration mm-hmm. of an energy. You're breathing it in. And one of the things that by breathing deeply, mm-hmm. you're bringing it into your body in a large quantity. And that allows your body to push mm-hmm. out the dense energies because you brought in the oxygen, quote unquote, but the prana mm-hmm. with it. And it pushes mm-hmm. it out. So. There's a whole thing wow. we'll probably, you know, do someday about, you know, organ energy. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I am aware 
those are the things that I use because I grew up with all that. But, you know, mm-hmm. everything has a life force. We just don't necessarily mm-hmm. see it in visual action like it, it like a dog wags its tail. It's got life. When it doesn't wag its mm-hmm. tail and it's sitting there and it's dead, it's dead, right? Well, I don't mm-hmm. think of things that don't wag tails as being dead. I see it in everything. So um, maybe that's kind of the reason mm-hmm. why I wound up in magic and spirit and everything else. <laughs> but, um, you know, so it just everything has vibration. So technically yes. everything yes. has energy. Everything is alive. And unfortunately, yes. I think we're getting to our – are closing. I have to check our our timing. Oh, we got okay. one minute left. <laughs> okay, so basically, um, we will uh, be um, next week. We will be mm-hmm. on a uh, rebroadcast of the the fall equinox. But we, you and I, mm-hmm. will be appearing. Well, yes, we will be on verbally the um, radio <laughs> show Mystic Mages and Magical Places with Magical Reverend Arden and Reverend James. Yay! <laughs> yeah, and it's um, <laughs> going to be Monday, September 18th at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time, and it's um, on Blog Talk Radio, but it is sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company Radio Network. And <laughs> I will say au revoir. You can say your final it ending. Be fun. Uh, it will be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm I'm just excited as all get out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right. okay, yeah. So take it yep. away, darling. I'm looking and forward to. Shows. <laughs> yeah, I'm huh? looking forward to being an art show um, next week, too. And I just want to say um, goodbye and thank you, um, Elvira and Nagashila. And <laughs> which on, which well, and which wisely, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.